Warning, what you're about to experience is not your ordinary podcast. It contains heated discussions, all sorts of points of view, and the participation of three highly informed experts on the topic. Emergency services? Someone just stole our car. Okay, where was it stolen? In front of the house, I saw the whole thing. And did the person force entry? She had keys. She had keys? Okay. Uh, Can you describe her for me? Mid-thirties, brunette, really nice hair. Can you tell us anything else? Yeah, she was wearing my wife's leather jacket. She loved that jacket. Oh, hold on. She's coming back. It's all right, just stay with me. Sorry, she's trying to say something. I forgot my purse. She says she's forgotten her purse. Oh, hang on. The new Harvey Nichols Beauty Lounge, now open in Knightsbridge. Careful, they might not recognise you. Three ways, three opinions, three points of view, one discussion. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. It is May the 24th and once again we are in Torreón, Mexico. Today we are going to compare and discuss what our previous episodes have been about. We will get a chance to talk about the civil rights movement and the LGBTQ movement, women's rights and how they are similar, different and so on. We will also try to identify how all those things that have happened influence our daily lives and how the legacy of those people who have fought hard to gain rights still makes an impact. I am Gil Gonzalez, and here with me are Daniela Rios and Joaquin Hello. Gomez. Hello. Three great podcasts, always smart, ready, and responsible collaborators. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Do you think the civil rights movement of the mid to late 20th century should be compared to the fight for LGBTQ rights from the late 20th to the early 21st century? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there's there's been a debate over this question for quite a long time, actually. Probably since the beginning of the LGBTQ movement. And some people argue, agree that they are very similar in most aspects, while others believe they shouldn't even be compared at all. Um, I think that like these movements have different perspectives, and we also have to say, like we also have to state that one of these movements was like recent, and uh-huh. the other one uh, has been around like for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say that these movements have a lot of similarity, and I think the main top, the main theme of this movement was like to end discrimination. Uh huh. So I think that. Yes. Yes, like, they, they both. Can... They both want like equal rights. Yeah. No matter who they are. Well, and both vote. So I believe it's a good idea to compare the movements, and uh-huh. we'll leave it to the audience, to our listeners, to make up their own minds. Um, which are the most remarkable events that come to your mind right now um, from the civil rights movement? Yeah, I think that one of the most remarkable was the Little Rock Nine event in 1957, and this was extremely important. Why? Because the Little, the Little Rock Nine were a group of, ni- of nine African-American students who were the first to attend Little Rock Central High School in Arkansas. Was that the one we talked about in the other episode? Yeah, we talked about oh, it yeah. in the other episode. Yeah, and it was quite remarkable. Yeah, because like this was an, a school for only white people 
only and these nine students got like the they were brave enough to enter the school even though they were warned that they were going to be like shouted at uh, insulted and stuff like that so but i think that these students handled it really well they and at the end they just wanted a good education and they wanted to set an example for other students mm -hmm. to follow them uh, and like Daniela, there, is there another event that is compared to this? Yes, the, well, seven years later after, after the Little Rock Nine event, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed. So before the Little Rock Nine event even happened, there was, there was nothing that would really protect them, like by the law, you know? Yes. And this act, the Civil Rights Act, it finally banned segregation from all public places in the United States, including schools, parks, restaurants, theater, hotels, and er, like every public place. Okay, so now could African Americans and other minorities could go anywhere without the fear of being denied service? Yes. Okay, that's a very important step, um, and I think that's to be seen in both movements, uh, also in the LGBTQ movement. Uh, uh, I talked about the Equality Act, which uh -huh. uh, was uh, which is something related to the Civil Rights Act. It's basically its purpose wants also LGBTQ people to be able to be represented and non-discriminated in the federal government and yes. other laws. Yes. Um, so it's a bill that surprisingly has not been passed yet. So really, mm -hmm. that's the difference between the the civil rights right. movement and the LGBTQ movement. Which okay. Yeah. Is, so like the Civil Rights Act is a like a di direct comparison to the Equality Act, and yeah. I don't know. And, yeah, and I think that maybe you don't need like another act. You mm -hmm. just need like maybe the Equality like, Act, like. Like, I'm pro-Equality Act, but I don't think that a new act has to be done. No, uh -huh, like, just update it. Yeah, I just mean, update like the amendment. Civil Rights uh -huh. Act. Uh -huh. Exactly, it's because... It's like, when I talked about the women's rights, that there was a... There were some people who wanted to... Who wanted to make another amendment, another amendment just for women. Yeah, oh, yeah, that they don't agree on the amendment for civil rights, so for, for African-Americans uh -huh, on the voting uh -huh. backwards. Uh -huh. I think it's like the same. Yeah, because I think that there is like the process of making a new act and making and passing it's, that uh, act is that longer easy. and is uh -huh. more tedious than just updating an act that is already and, passed. And actually, I think like if you make such marked differences, like this uh -huh. is the act for African Americans, this, this is the act for women, this is the act, like that's There's, gonna happen. Like you're you're trying to get every, everyone the same thing, but you are at the same time making separate. them different. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, because it's different things. The high view, like. Maybe they're not doing it like consciently, uh -huh, but, but in the it end gives it another message because like having it's like I don't know. There's like, a separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, sure. Um, um, um what events from the LGBTQ movement do you think were important? Well, I I would say that the Stonewall riots they were very important because they led to the creation of various LGBTQ organizations and also enforced the political activism of them. And when were they? Do you remember that? It all started on the morning of June 20, 28, 1969 in New York. What um, happened? Well, the police basically suddenly raided a Stonewall Inn because apparently, well, and it was true, but we all know there was a, like a deeper reason. A hidden meaning. Uh-huh, behind that. Yes, yeah. they apparently they were apparently raiding them because they were serving liquor without a license and for other legal reasons like 
hygienic, you know? Uh -huh, sure. <laughs> but the LGBTQ community was already used to the police targeting, targeting their safe spaces and even closing them. Okay, so it was not really a, a question of they were drinking illegal alcohol. Uh -huh, they, they didn't were, really care. Like, uh -huh. that they much. were targeted, that's uh -huh. what and we are saying. Again, like as we saw on the Little Rock Nine uh, issue on the school, we see again the government or like a branch of it, the police department in this case, but in the in the one of the Little Rock Nine, it was the National Guard. Uh -huh. And I think that that like really sends a message to those people that they don't really got the support of mm -hmm. the government and they are alone in this fight. So I think that it, it is a very traumatic thing to see how the people that are supposed to protect you are hurting mm -hmm. you and hurting your community yes. and who you are. And basically the fight is against the government. Like who else are they fighting for? Yeah. If they are so yes. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like the government is the one who refuses to like pass the act. The, the Equality mm -hmm. Act still hasn't been passed since the yeah, first they, time they're it was And um, what was the outcome of this event, Donnie? Well, in the end, the place was put in flames and the violent protests and the police continued for five days. And oh, they were really that. violent. Uh -huh. they, they started, like, uh, you know, like vandalizing the police's cars and everything. Okay, okay so they turned violent both ways. Mm -hmm. and I have to say that I don't really support these violent protests, but I can say that I, I understand the, like, the, 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 the LGBT uh -huh. community because... because it has been really stressful like for someone yes. to shut down who you are and what you like and like it's really where's the freedom in this uh -huh. like, like where's free america yeah they always say that <laughs> <laughs> is america, america is really free i don't think no. so <laughs> well oh, well these the stonewall riots they ended up being a really impactful event for the community the LGBTQ community since it brought to light some issues faced by them Okay. And because of that, many organizations were also created, and it, it is also considered by many the first major protest for LGBTQ rights in history, which is a huge milestone. I see how it sparked other movements uh -huh. and it's like inspiration. Yes. No, and uh, just a quick question: Do you think that like these events got inspiration from the Civil Rights Act? Like the people at these events got the inspiration to fight. I think yes, yes. they might have yes. done like. Imagine if it, you are the first one to fight. You will be uh -huh. a lot more scared than if you already saw what happened with the civil rights movement. Like, they got what they wanted. Mm -hmm. So, it makes you wonder, like, why can't I get my mm -hmm. yeah. If and they could, I can also do it. Mm -hmm. So, I'm pretty sure they, they did feel that, and that it was a way to get their, what they wanted, and that's how they got their inspiration. Um, but I want to ask Danny, he, I, we remember, I remember we talked about the don't ask them to a policy. Uh -huh, yes. And what, what happened uh, with it? Well, 25 years after the Stonewall riots, the Nascontel policy was created during Clinton's presidency. It allowed gays, lesbians, and bisexuals to serve in the US military without the fear of being hunted, like witch hunt, uh -huh. as long as they didn't mention their sexuality. Okay, but uh, we talked about how it was not really that um, effective. What happened after? Like, what was done to fix it? Well, it was repelled in 2011. By who? By Obama. Oh, okay. And Barack Obama. And what did this new policy from Barack Obama uh, make? Like, what was the change? He 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 started like allowing everyone, no matter their their orientation, to 
Like they didn't have to hide it anymore. Uh -huh. yes, oh, yes. sure. But so, there's a there's a bad like thing that came after. I mean, during happened? Trump's presidency, well, right now, uh -huh. recently, a ban was implemented on transgenders, Why? which they are also part of the LGBTQ community, of course. Sure. Uh, because he believes that they don't have the mental capacity or strength, kind of, uh -huh. to, to be in the military. Because they are, like, so worried about who they are and having, like, an identity crisis. Oh, that's what he says. Uh-huh. Okay. I and think, well, what like, do you think? I think that these whole issues, I, I related to the ones when the federal government in the civil rights movement, like, banned segregation. Uh -huh. But still, a lot of state uh, governors decided not to follow these rules. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I kind of compare it to how uh, when I, when like the whole government changes from president to president. Uh -huh, they can change a lot. Yeah, of how these things changes yeah. and how they are allowed to change. I I don't understand how like a change is made by a president. Yeah. And then the other one like completely overrides, uh -huh. like yeah. the, like the airport in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> and also related to that. Yes. <laughs> Well, so the it's very clear that these movements had things to do in sim like in, they were similar in some ways because uh -huh. they both wanted what we said the yeah. non discrimination. So how will you um, relate those uh, finally? I think both of these movements were very very similar in some ways, but of course they are different also. Sure. Well, the LGBTQ community has been protesting for years to receive the same treatment as cisgender as a cisgender heterosexual person. And this is almost but not the same as an African American protesting for the same treatment as a white person. Okay, so they, they both want to be treated uh -huh, as a like white a majority. person. Like, like a majority. Uh -huh. And I think that we also have to mention that that like both of these groups are minorities mm -hmm. and they are fighting against a majority. So uh -huh. I think that everyone needs to like I think when we talk about these topics and these themes uh, and these movements specifically. We like we need to make a deeper analysis in what What's they happening. represent mm -hmm. uh -huh. because we see throughout all of the world all of the world these issues that represent a minority uh -huh. and also something that has been like also we need to reflect about how things can change and if something was like that a lot of a lot of years but it it is wrong we have to change it although mm -hmm. it has been that way for a lot of time uh -huh. yeah like sometimes people try to keep up with traditions or something yeah mm -hmm. but they don't realize they no longer need to be like that uh -huh. yeah exactly like it's the same like i don't know if your parents have said but like when something like in our modern era uh -huh. Uh -huh. we and ask for a permission to... or something to do and they say like no in my t in my time it was like this <laughs> yes. and you're like, like okay this, but is we are, ah, this is not your time like a lot of things have changed uh -huh. and they say no if it was okay in my time it is okay today like no there yes. are a lot of things that have changed uh -huh. and like everyone needs to adapt to the new rules and uh -huh. exactly sure. like how old, old people are very like judgmental like uh -huh. in their minds they are uh -huh. very close because minded they, they yes. grew up with that you know and they think that they can change their their ideas and I, I, I like I wonder how effective uh, having old people govern us like all of <laughs> like our now. lawmakers yeah. are old people yes <laughs> and how how like they may govern for themselves but they forget that who's gonna like suffer the consequences of us. their actions is us uh -huh. and Han, who is like we need someone to represent us who is like our like maybe not our age but from our era at least or like someone 
or I or we can get themselves like the old people, but make them think that uh-huh. like all of like the right actions now. of how they're gonna affect the people who mm-hmm. are they're gonna affect. They're not gonna affect them. They're affecting us too, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna be here when <laughs> when we get the consequences. Yeah. yeah, and I think that we also have to like think that like a lot of people say that like these movements uh, like happened uh, during a lot of years like they mm-hmm. lasted a lot a long time mm-hmm. and I think that they lasted a lot of time because as we said they were like the people that were fighting to change things were a minority and we also have to think about what like what they feared as mm-hmm. a minority sure. and a lot of these people like African Americans they didn't fight for a lot of time over a long time although they had the idea and they like wanted they, to they change were, things they were so oppressed they, they were afraid uh-huh. and i think that i don't know what you can say about the lgbtq mm-hmm. like uh, society or community because mm-hmm. i think that they were also afraid of coming out of as yes. who they were of not getting a job like not being in the yes, army yes. yeah it might getting excluded for saying something yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not gonna change if, if you don't say it uh-huh. but exactly like with the, the don't ask don't tell uh-huh. like it's like it, oppressive it, indirectly uh-huh, like you are, you are the same person whether you say it or not uh-huh. but if you say <laughs> it you are, you are not where's exactly, exactly. and again where's the free speech like There's things no that thing. have been in the constitution mm-hmm. a lot of times but just because of people's mindset they decide to say like, oh no, you don't apply to this. Yeah. And that's like why like, these people have to make new things, new acts that take a lot of time to pass uh-huh. because they, it look, it's just for an, an interpretation of someone else that is like, oh no, you don't apply to this rule. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can clearly say that these topics still affect us today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we, we've seen how the lawmaking process may be discriminating against people without their will yeah. like sometimes it's just not not like not explicitly included so yeah. some people take it to their minds that and they are excluded mm-hmm. i also like as you said that this movement i think that these both movements are still like present in our everyday society mm-hmm. and in our everyday lives but maybe we don't see them as we as people saw them back in the day mm-hmm. because i think that these movements have transformed themselves like for example the civil rights movement, I think that a great example would be Black Lives Matter. Yes, yes. That sure. it's like a organization, a non a non-profit organization that treats like African Americans issues over the United uh-huh. States and they give like free representation in court cases, mm-hmm. they give free support and I think that all of these changes have adapted really well to our modern era. For example, the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, they gain a lot of strength and support from social media uh-huh. and from Indeed. like using the hashtag Black Lives, Black yes. Lives Matter and uh, that is like a very very popular hashtag mm-hmm. and they have like a really cool website where you can enter and read all of their history in like five minutes so I think that these movements have adapted in a way that our society can learn from them and can still support them yes also like both groups have been gaining a lot of representation like in media and TV. Oh yeah, uh-huh. like now it's very common to see them represented uh-huh. without them being... Yes, for example, like 20 years ago it was really difficult to see like, let's say, a gay man in a TV show without being mocked or made fun of. Yes. And now it's like really common. And same as African-Americans, there's more like cultural 
appreciation uh -huh. I guess for yeah. them well this was a very um, good discussion thanks for being here Delani Joaquin thank uh, you for inviting us thank you for listening to this podcast this is our final episode goodbye yeah. so goodbye bye. three ways out <laughs>